0: okay boomers let's get into things it is wednesday november 13th we have got today's episode of quick hits my new set of power rankings coinciding with an article over on stampede blue where i write for the indianapolis colts page for sb nation make sure to check out all of my stuff there uh, make sure to listen to my other podcast, Reasonably Outrageous with Matt Wire. We dropped an episode yesterday. We'll drop another uh, Thursday morning. So make sure to check all that out. Follow me over on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Uh, follow the Instagram. Give it some love. Going to start, you know, like I said, we were trying to just put out content, kind of just blast it out there as much as we can. So that is over at Quick Hits WBP with Blake Pace if you're wondering why. But make sure to check that out. Follow me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace, and uh, and I, I appreciate all the support. But yeah, week 10 is done. I recapped each game uh, from the slate in yesterday's episode, um, and we'll just keep trucking along today. We're going to take a look at the updated power rankings. Biggest thing that I'll say ahead of this, and I also made a, a big emphasis of it in my notes um, I, I started in this power rankings to give a little bit more love to the bad teams with maybe less talented rosters, not as great coaching staffs, um, but the otherworldly talent is just making them win every single game. So I've got three of those guys, and they've each catapulted their teams into the top eight. Um, where I still stand, though, the, the, the best combination of quarterback, roster, coaching staff, all those three went back into my top three spots after maybe switching around last week. You know, I, I moved the 49ers and the Saints up to one and two. Um, and then, of course, they both go out there and lose. So fresh one and two coming up. Um, and so we'll dive into all that. But let's start at the bottom because who wouldn't want to start off a podcast by talking about the Cincinnati Bengals? Staying at 32, uh, where I had them last week. They're the only winless team in the NFL. You know it's tough for for Ryan Finley to go out there in his first game against a Ravens team um, that that is rolling right now, and we'll talk about them much 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 later on in this episode. Um, but I liked I, I thought it was kind of a good performance. He moved the ball um, pretty well in a few drives there. Of course, if they can ever get AJ Green back out there, it'll be interesting to see if they can form a connection. Um, you know, at the end of the day, since he probably goes first overall pick with the quarterback, um, even as much as I like Ryan Finley, but. Uh, still the worst team in football searching for their first win. And I'm not sure when we'll get it since he had 32 down one spot to 31. They didn't play this last week, uh, but the Washington Redskins fell one spot, uh, from 30 to 31 this week. They announced that Dwayne Haskins will be the new starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. I guess not new. He'd been starting, but now they confirmed he will be the starter the rest of the way. Um, Good by you for throwing him out there. He's got a tough, a, a few light games that, you know, take advantage of, um, one being this weekend against the Jets. So maybe he can get the ball rolling then and start to feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in his play because, uh, as we all know, it hasn't been great what we've seen from Dwayne Haskins yet. But Redskins still really bad. Still the, ugh, i I'd choose between them and the Jets uh, of who's the most dysfunctional franchise uh, in the NFL. It's one or the other. Um, they've got problems, they've got a left tackle that doesn't want to play, um, they, they've they got holes on the roster, Washington at 31. Up one spot from last week, and, and doubling their wins on Sunday, the New York Jets. Uh, they took down the New York Giants, and if you are wondering why I do not have them above the New York Giants, and I've kind of gone this way with, you know, I didn't have Baltimore jumping New England when you know the the Ravens beat the Pats but uh just in case you guys want me to you know might want to think that I have a a Jets bias because I like to pick on them and that might be a little true but the reason I have the Jets um lower than the Giants is because right now I would take Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Pat Shermer over Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and Adam Gase Um, To me, if you look at both of their coming off seasons, while it's going to be rough for both of them, I think the Jets have the uh, worse situation at this point, just with all of the um, high earning salaries on that roster, players that may not want to stay uh, members of the New York Jets. So we'll see how that plays out. They were able to pick up their second one in the season, but Jets still at 30. Now 29, that doesn't mean I think the Giants are any good of a team. You know, they are also two and eight. Um, and, and they fell back two spots from 27 to 29 this week in my power rankings. Um, bad, bad defense. Bad offensive line. Um, and so it's the thing that I say with the Giants. You know that the the skill players on offense, Daniel Jones, they are going to put up some solid numbers if they can all stay together for a while. And that's you know Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. That's going to be a fun offensive unit. You know, for the Giants heading into the offseason, they don't have to worry about, about you know, their their playmakers. They've got them there. They're just going to consistently get better, um, you know, with every year because they're so young right now. So stack up on the defense, stack up on the offensive line, and, uh, and I think, you know, also long-term effect now that I'm thinking about it. You know, the Giants are probably in the situation where they can, um, you know, bounce back quicker than the Jets. So Giants at 29. Up a spot. And, uh, you know, I I probably could have moved them up too, but I kept them at 28 from 29 last week. The Miami Dolphins, love the improvements we've been seeing from uh, Miami as the season goes along. Um, You know, they almost were able to beat Pittsburgh three weeks ago, but then followed up with wins over the Jets and my Colts. Don't remind me. I am trying to forget it as much as possible. Um, But Miami, consistently getting better. Brian Flores, I've told you, Every time I talk about him, he's the right guy for Miami. They've got that, um, you know, that part of figuring out the long-term plans taken care of. He's, you know, the first legit Bill Belichick disciple, the guy to start in at, you know, floor zero and work his way to the top of the penthouse. Um, he's, he's going to be a, a guy that brings a lot of success to Miami in the future. Um, gets the most out of his players, and of course now they're, they're stringing together some wins. So hats off to what Brian Flores is building, uh, but still in the very early stages of that process, Miami at 28. Up a spot also to 27, moving up from 28 last week, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, last week's uh, last week it was the Chargers taking down the Packers. This time around it's the Falcons beating the Saints in the what-the-fuck outcome of the week. I actually had a, a couple good nominees uh, for that one this week. There were a number of them. Um, solid moral victory for Dan Quinn, you know, Arthur Blank said that going into this week, they need to see a good, show, uh, showing out of new Orleans. He was still backing Dan Quinn to that point still, but was saying, you know, we needed to see something, you know, a solid showing from Atlanta against new Orleans. They got it. They were rolling, caught the saints off guard, good moral victory for Dan Quinn. I still expect at the end of the day that they move on from him this off season. So he better enjoy, uh, his wins while he can. Falcons, still a bad team at 27. Down two spots, and I felt kind of bad about it just because they didn't play a game. I just had some teams uh, actually win games, so they had to jump up a little bit. So uh, Denver Broncos, 3-6, and six, sitting sitting at 26. I still don't get how the Browns um, weren't able to beat the Broncos two weeks ago. You know, it's a, a injury-filled roster, middle-tier talent, and a quarterback that no one knows anything about. That's That's basically the Broncos right now. You know, they're kind of a mess. Hopefully, you know, Drew Locke returns and, and gives Denver, fa- Denver fans um, some kind of faith, some optimism for 2020, because uh, right now, just a, a weird situation. I don't know if you're taking a look at Denver, you can really say what the, the plan is. You know, the you know the front seven of the defense is still very good, even though Von Miller is getting older. Bradley Chubb will be back next season, um, you know. Cortland Sutton is a number one wide receiver. No offense, getting better, but what's the identity of that offense? They still need to figure that out. Uh, they need a healthy offensive line and they need a quarterback. So, uh, still, still just a weird outlook for Denver. Hopefully, Drew Locke is the answer, but uh, not this year. Broncos down two spots to twenty-six, down four spots, and of course, like I said, uh, you know, last week they were the fluke win of the week. And then they followed that up um, by blowing a very winnable game at Oakland, uh, the LA Chargers. I'm already picturing this team as if they get in the top 10, they're going to try and take one of these quarterbacks in there. Um, whether or not Phil Rivers returns next year, you know, he's pushed away the the idea of the Chargers drafting quarterbacks in the last few years. Um, he doesn't want to have that new guy ushered in, but it's come to the point where I feel like, you know, Phillip is is too old to be making those decisions anymore for them. Um, you know, just like just like with the Broncos, they've had some unfortunate injuries this year. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to finally see Melvin Gordon start to get, you know, better as, you know, he gets more into NFL shape. Um, another situation where, you know, whatever quarterback is playing next year, if it's a new one, is going to have a pretty good situation around him with a, a deep wide receiving core. Um, when healthy, a good offensive line. Not great. Hunter Henry and then maybe uh you know still the duo of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler but Chargers really really underselling what they put out on the table last year I expected regression but uh 4 and 6 is definitely still um you know not to the level that I expected Chargers down four spots to 25 up one win and up one spot in my power rankings um and they're not a good team so don't don't think that I'm trying to give them any love at all but the Chicago Bears you know, if Matt Stafford is out there, they lose that game to Detroit, uh, and they still almost lost it uh, to De- Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> you know, with the Bears, what started with a problem of Mitchell Trubisky turned into a problem with the offensive line to a problem with Matt Nagy with, you know, less expectations from the defense. It's just been a slow-rolling snowball that is eventually picking up into an avalanche um, and, and one that's going to fall right onto Ryan Pace's head this offseason. He's got a lot of tough decisions to make. Um, and of course, if Mitch isn't the, the answer, you have to think, and if they choose to move on from Mitch, it shouldn't be that long before they move on from Pace, right? Because he's the guy that was responsible for not taking Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. So, interesting situation. Um, hey, at least they have a kicker now, right? Bears at 24. Up three spots, the Cleveland Browns up to 23 now in my power rankings. They have a light schedule through the rest of the way. Impressive win over Buffalo even though we you know, I've started to lower my expectations from Buffalo. Um because of their their favorable schedule, they're going to make a run at one of these wild card spots, you know, at 3 and 6 right now. They can certainly rattle off to a point to where they're 8 and 8 or in that 7 and 9 through 9 and 7 range by the end of the season. I don't think it's that unrealistic. Um but that doesn't mean that this team still Has, you know, a bad secondary, a bad offensive line, a bad head coach. They still have all their problems. Just right now, you know, the path isn't looking too bad for them. Um, Kareem Hunt, also a nice addition. I liked what we saw from him in the passing game. I think, you know, we we look at the Browns and we talk about how their um, use of formations and and them going, you know, heavy wide receiver personnel instead of tight end groupings or multi running back sets um, put, put out. Put out uh, Nick Chubb and and uh and Kareem Hunt in some two running back sets. That they looked pretty good out there. And they can definitely feed off of each other. So interesting duo there. Um, a nice wrinkle for the offense. And the Browns, they're gonna start to climb up now because the schedule's getting easy, but still a bad team. Uh right now I've got them up three spots to twenty three. Twenty two the Arizona Cardinals. Um and staying put at twenty two, actually, from where I had them last week. Uh, they almost took down Tampa on the road. You know, not not the easiest, you know, to travel out to east for a you know um, for a one o'clock game, being a West Coast team. Um, you know, it's 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 a bad secondary, not a terrible pass rush, an awful offensive line. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake might be the answer at running back. I, I mean, it's David Johnson, but for right now, you know, it might be Kenyon Drake. Just I guess he's He just didn't want to play in Miami at all. Um, But uh, I think the big storyline, the big takeaway was Kyler Murray from Sunday. All three of his his, uh, passing touchdowns were beautiful. Great touch, right on point, caught the receiver in stride. And um, he's, he's one of those guys getting better with every game. Um, I I really I really think Arizona has a good one there in uh Kyler. And uh I'm excited to see him continue to improve, but still a lot of holes on the roster, still a young team in general. Three six and one, I've got them at twenty-two. All right, we're gonna pick up the pace a little bit. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at twenty-one, um right above the Cardinals after beating them, up two spots from twenty-three. Um not an awful performance from Winston, who is uh setting himself up for a very unique offseason. I don't know what's going to happen out there uh, if, if Tampa chooses to uh, and hopefully chooses not to bring him back as their starter. Um going to be an interesting offseason to see what's on the table, where backup situations are, maybe a place where he could compete for a starting job. I don't know. It's going to be fun to uh, to see how it goes down. Um, but, yeah, for the Bucks, Bruce Arians, good head coach, solid offense, good talent there. Run defense is good. Secondary is not. Uh, They just cut Vernon Hargraves as well, too, so interesting. uh, They weren't able to strike gold with that uh, first-rounder, I believe. Yeah, first-rounder. Bucks at 21. At number 20, another team that moved down two spots despite not playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, They have, um, you know, I think they've placed themselves as as the worst team in the AFC South for now. Now, of course, Nick Foles returns, um, and he'll be taking on his former offensive coordinator frank reich uh, and my indianapolis colts who are stumbling is now two. Uh, so maybe they're able to catch them off guard uh and and god really send uh indy spiraling but for the jags good defense i love doug marone i like the uh, wide receivers we'll see what nick Foles can do um you know Gardner Minshew, the the love wore off in those final few weeks still can be a starting quarterback in the nfl but uh if you got nick Foles. You gotta throw him back in there, especially with his contract and um and I guess the fact that Minshew hasn't been, you know, otherworldly uh like some of these guys I'm gonna talk about later. But uh Jags have potential it's a, it, the AFC South is good. That's just what it comes to. You know, we'll talk about Tennessee in a little, the Colts and the Texans, it's a good division. Uh tennis, or Jacksonville just happens to be the worst team in a good division. I got them at twenty. Nineteen and down two spots. Uh the Detroit Lions, who now fall to three five and one. Like I said earlier, Matt Stafford wins that game for the Lions if he's if he's under center, and uh, unfortunately, he just couldn't convince the coaching staff to let him go out there and play with broken bones in his back. How how rude of the coaching staff and the medical staff to to not let Matt Stafford do that? Um, look, I like Matt Patricia. I don't I don't give up on him yet. Uh, the defense, of course, I guess, is the weakness of this team right now, but I think that it's just because of a lack of of of, you know, actual talent there, um, and also just injuries too, so unfortunate, um, still still a growing team, I say that every week, uh, I think the future in Detroit is going to be fine with Matt Patricia, uh, but for right now, down two spots to 19. Number 18, and, and I feel like this one is the one I'm, I might get the most blowback from, uh, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers at 18, I don't know if you guys I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that have got their own shows, but uh, Colin Cowherd, you know, has his herd hierarchy, and he had the Steelers at 10. And let me tell you, I love Mike Tomlin. You know, this team being above 500 right now is a testament to him as as being a good head coach. Uh, The defense is very good. They've got a ton of playmakers there. But this offense might still be the worst in the league. Like, I get their offensive line is good, Um and, uh, and Juju Smith Schuster is a quality wide receiver, but I mean, watching them play the Rams and the Rams, you know, defense is, is good. Uh, it's not bad by any means, but God, I mean, Pittsburgh, I, I don't want to watch their offense play. I really don't. It's, it's nothing is interesting to, uh, about it. And so I think it's very bland. I think it's probably one of the worst offenses in football and, um, You know, in an AFC where you're going to have to keep pace with the Ravens putting up points, you know, through their dynamic two-way attack, keeping up with, you know, the Chiefs and their downfield passing attack and they're, you know, putting up points at will to keep pace with a guy like Deshaun Watson or to out-scheme Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, the, The Pittsburgh Steelers just don't match to that quality Um And so, uh, I I don't think that they should be near the top 10 yet. I think, you know, we need to see more quality wins. Um, I get taking down the Rams, who the Rams have their own problems, and we'll address that just shortly. But, um, yeah, nothing really sticks out to me about the Steelers as a sexy pick to make as a run for the postseason. I got them at 18. Up two spots, the Tennessee Titans. They were the runner-up for the -the what-the-fuck outcome of the week. Um, but I'm extremely happy for Ryan Tannehill being able to make the most of his time in in, in Nashville, uh, no matter how you know short or long it may be. Um, most likely, you know, not past this offseason or maybe you know chances of backup um, again. But it, it, it's got to be a nice relief for Titans fans to finally have a quarterback that's not afraid to push the ball down the field. Um, kudos to Tennessee for being able to pull off the upset against uh, Kansas City. Um, you know, a couple things, a lot of things went in Tennessee's favor toward the end there, and so um, solid win, good team in a good division right now, five and five, tough road ahead, uh, one of the toughest remaining schedules, so probably doesn't get them into a wild card spot, but if they can get to uh, six and ten, seven and nine, still, still, uh, you know, still not the worst possible scenario, and for you know a good team that can continue to grow, Titans at seventeen. Man, I guess every team that goes on a bye this week just moved down in the the rankings for me. Uh, 16, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles down one spot. Uh, Big test for them coming this weekend against the Patriots. Um, And it kind of makes me think that with the way that Baltimore attacked New England and just was like, we're going to just smash it down your effing throat every play. And we're not going to let up. uh, It makes me think that Philadelphia really needs to utilize its offensive line. Um, the the duo of Jordan Howard and, and Miles Sanders, um, I wouldn't get sexy with it. I wouldn't, you know, be like, oh, well, we're going to have Carson Wentz come out there and throw all over you. You know, New England's got the best secondary in football. So um, if they want to win that game, they got to do it up front. Uh, if they want to keep it close, they got to do it up front. Uh, but I still think that this is... Um, I still just don't think that, you know, this is one of those teams I'm just not going to trust this year. And, you know, that goes for them and the other NFC East team who's just a couple spots ahead. Uh, I don't want to trust them. Philadelphia at 16. Falling down four spots, and it hurts. It hurts so much. The Indianapolis Colts down to 15. Uh, They take a bronze medal for the the what-the-fuck outcome of the week. Uh, They were embarrassed by the Dolphins at home. Not everything is awful for the Colts. You know, right now, <laughs> you know, tell me what team is is more likely to win games. The one that starts Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, and Devin Funches, or the one that starts Brian Hoyer, uh, you know, Zach Pascal, and Chester Rogers. It's the first one. You know, the Colts, it, it was a bad game for Frank Reich. It was a bad game for the offensive line. But what it comes down to is there's just not quality talent on the field right now for Indianapolis. And so when they're healthy... They can still make a run at that wild card spot or the division if they can beat Houston again. Um, but uh, just it's it's just a tough stretch for them right now. They got a lot of injuries to a, you know their best players. So Colts down four spots now to five and four uh, at fifteen in my power rankings. Up two spots. They're my twenty twenty crush, but they're making me love them in twenty nineteen because uh, I don't want to seem like I was late on the bandwagon. Um, the Raiders up to fourteen and. We were talking about, I talked about, you know, Cleveland has a, a favorable second-half schedule to try and make a run toward a wild-card spot, and Buffalo's schedule's easy, too. Uh, but the Raiders, they got a real easy path if they want to try and get that one of those wild-card spots. Uh, their remaining opponents have a combined record of 24-42. and 42. Uh, They do have to play the Chiefs uh, one more time, so that's a tough game there, too. But really favorable schedule, and their offense is humming right now. Um, you know, great, great skill players around there. Derek Carr has had a great season. The offensive line is very strong too. Um, I was I was hoping that they wouldn't burst onto the scene until 2020, so I could spend the entire offseason just you know praising them. But it seems like they're about to make some some interesting moves, and I'm excited to see where it goes the rest of 2019. Raiders at my uh, 14th spot. Now to 13, the Dallas Cowboys. The best team of a bad division, lost to Kirk Cousins during a primetime game. Holy shit, does that even happen? Uh, Dak Prescott is not the problem of this team. He's a a great quarterback. He's been phenomenal this year. Um, When Ezekiel Elliott can't get the ball moving and uh, Jason Garrett still looks clueless at times, um, those are your problems. Address those 2 Don't worry about Dak. He is the reason your team wins games uh, this season. Dallas at 13. Twelve, the Buffalo Bills down three spots, uh, falling outside my top ten for the first time this season. Um, you know, right next to them, and I'm gonna—I'll talk about them in a second. This is my team on the East Coast uh, that I'm hitting the panic button with right now. The defense is solid, and I'm a big fan of the coaching staff. But we have not seen—we uh, haven't seen the year-two jump from Josh Allen that, uh, at least, I expected. I know most probably expected to. Um, now the only quarterback that really is making that second year jump is Lamar Jackson, so it's it's tough to really compare. You know when you're taking a look at you know Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield, all of those guys haven't made you know the year two jump that we would want to see. But um, for a good team, for a playoff qual- uh, caliber team, you need better play from Josh Allen, and uh, he's got the deep arm, but he doesn't have the accuracy to match it, and he's missing his wide receivers right now. John Brown is open a lot during those games. Uh, Schedule still makes it for an easy path to a wild card spot, like I was saying, Um, but they got to watch out. They got some teams coming in the hunt now. Tennessee up to 500. Raiders making a run. Steelers making a run. Colts still hanging around. It's going to be tough for Buffalo. Uh, they, They really can't let up, even though their schedule gets pretty soft. Number 11, my panic team on the West Coast. Uh, look, we all know that the two things with Jared Goff when he won't play well, it's in bad weather and when he's under a lot of pressure and this offensive line can't keep pressure off of Jared Goff. It, It is too banged up. It is too, uh, absent of talent. And because of that, their offense is okay. We've got two seconds to get the ball out of Jared's hands. We can't develop the deep passing concepts. Uh, the run game can't go going between the tackles. And so, um, Look, the, the offense needs to readjust. It needs to find different ways to uh, to dial up, um, you know, those quick concepts to, to you know get the ball out of Jared's hand as quick as possible. And you know, because that they fell to a talented defense this past week, they weren't able to put up points. And um, you know, that you know, with the fact that Seattle and uh, San Francisco are riding high, it's going to be tough. Um, especially now that you know Minnesota, who we'll talk about, uh, is at seven and three, and they're at five and four. So Rams at eleven. Uh, cracking into my top 10, I told you, I, st- I still think, I still think there's a chance that he screws us all over, but I have them up four spots, um, I got the Vikings in my top 10, um, and, you know, I wouldn't have them in my top 10 if the Rams and the Bills, uh, didn't lose this past week, you know, if the Cowboys had beat them, of course, too, um, I don't want to put Minnesota in my top 10, but here they are, um, you know, with with the Rams and the Panthers losing, it makes the Vikings' playoff hopes a, a little bit more secure, just given their their advantage uh, record-wise. Um, you know, God, this this offense is just physical. You know, they're one of those teams that if they just wanted to pound New England up front and just damage them with Dalvin Cook, Madison, and then you know some play-action short pass concepts, they could do that to New England. Um, Dalvin Cook is unbelievable. Uh, the defense is very strong. Mike Zimmer is a tough head coach. Um, still, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Kirk Cousins, and I'm just not going to put my money there yet. Um, but Minnesota, quality win in prime time, moving to 7-3. I got them at my 10th spot. Number 9 and up four spots. Cracking into my top 10. The other team to replace you know, either the Rams or the Bills. The Carolina Panthers. Now, yes, the Panthers at 5-4, and four, they've got a tough road to get into the postseason. But um, I was left, you know, my my lasting impression from their game against Green Bay was uh, I felt great about what we saw from, from Carolina. Them being able to hold in there in a tough environment against one of the better teams in football, tough weather conditions. You've got a West Coast quarterback playing in his first real game like that. And um, Kyle Allen just—he showed that he is capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL beyond this season. I was—I was waiting uh, to see that moment from him in that final drive when he was taking the offense down the field. Um, you know, he was making throws. He was staying tough in the pocket. Uh, you know, despite the snow falling down, it was a solid performance from him. Of course, I, I don't blame that last play going to McCaffrey. Uh, you know, he's the best player on that team, and just falling. You know. Inches short of potentially sending that game into overtime. Um, very impressed with what we saw from Carolina uh, this past week, and I've got them up to number 9 in my power rankings. Here's a team that didn't play this past week uh, and didn't fall you know, further back in my power rankings. At number 8, I've got the Houston Texans. <clears throat> Here's the first mention of one of the three otherworldly talents carrying his bad team or coach. Could be both also uh, to win after win. Um, you know, I feel like because we didn't see Deshaun Watson play football this past week, he's kind of fallen back in some of the MVP uh, chatter. You know, with 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 two other guys uh, really um, having dominant weeks and, and making jumps themselves. But God, he's the only reason that these Texans uh, keep pulling out wins from nowhere. So um, I think he'll jump right back into the conversation when he when he uh, leads. Houston, um, up against Baltimore this weekend, going to be a great game. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys where I just, I gotta say, fuck it. I was wrong. They don't need to have a good team. They don't need to have a good, uh, you know, coach. They just need to have one of these three guys and they've got one of them. So Texans, I, I should say Deshaun Watson is at eight in my power rankings. Now, at number seven in my power rankings up three spots, uh, just just like with Deshaun Watson, it's it's Russell Wilson. He's the second otherworldly talent that has made me shut up about a bad defense. Um, you know, of course, Jadavian Clowney is a very solid player. He looks great. Uh, he's definitely the best player on that defense. But the rest of it's the rest of it's pretty shaky. So, um, Russell Wilson. You know, I was calling the Seahawks' wins lucky week after week, and not to say that they're any less lucky now, um, but. At a certain point, we just gotta call it what it is, and it's a winning football team um, right now. Eight and two, a game out of their division. Um, you know, you know they got a game advantage over Minnesota for that top wild card spot. The Seahawks are rolling right now, uh, and uh, quality, quality win. Uh, a game that they probably shouldn't have won against San Francisco. They were able to pull it out. Uh, Seahawks. Excuse me, Russell Wilson at seven. Down two spots uh, to number six. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, look, two two mistakes on special teams to end it out there uh, that cost them this game. You know, a game that they should have won, um, you know, or at least sent into overtime to see the outcome there. But look, at the end of the day, this is the most talented offense in football with Andy Reid leading it. Uh, they've got a few scattered playmakers on defense. You know, you got your Honey Badger, you got Chris Jones in the middle, Um this is, you know, it's they, they were up against a tough team, a physical defense, and uh, Ryan Tannehill got a little lucky, and then, of course, the two mishaps on special teams to, to close things out. So uh, that won't happen every week. I expect the Chiefs to continue to search through the rest of the regular season and make their push towards an AFC championship berth. Uh, but right now, down two spots to six. Number five and down three spots. My top 10 got really jumbled this week. Uh, The New Orleans Saints, I told you this was going to happen. As soon as I bumped them up to number two, I said, damn it, they're going to screw me over. They're going to lose. They're going to fall apart. And, of course, they did it to Atlanta. Um, Just a a wonky showing. I know I'm calling fluke week, fluke games all over the place, um, you know, with, with, uh, Excuse me, Green Bay beating the Chargers and things like that. So um, I'll say it's a fluke win, but uh, this Saints defense, the Saints offense is really, really missing a downfield presence. You know, whether it be a shifty, speedy wide receiver two, um, or or even just you know more talent in the wide receiving core to to develop some longer, uh, deeper passing concepts. Um, This this offense works short yardage, it works out of the backfield um, to, to Kamara, and um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it, it doesn't have enough juice right now to push the envelope, so pay attention to that, um, there are certainly some offenses that could definitely outduel them if it comes to a shooting match. Uh, Saints down three spots, told you it was going to happen, they're number five. Up two spots, and I probably should have had them up this high last week, so I apologize for being wrong about that, but the Baltimore Ravens. I have got at number four. Um, Now it's seven and two. They didn't slow down after beating New England and just pummeled Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Um, Lamar, yes, no surprise. He's the third otherworldly talent that makes me forget um, how shaky their defense can be. You know, let's let's not forget, you know, they did lose to the Chiefs earlier this season. They have been susceptible. You know, they got uh, a 40-burger put on them by the Browns. Uh, the defense can be shaky at times. Secondary is getting healthier, so and almost I, I, is it fully healthy now? It might be, but um, I got them up to four because Lamar is going to carry them, and uh, he's that otherworldly talent. So I've got I've got Lamar Jackson at number four in my power rankings. Now we get back to where it all uh, began. My top three, uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, these are just the three best rosters to me. The best combination of quarterback. Roster, talent, and uh, coaching. So number three, I got the San Francisco 49ers. <clears throat> a ton went wrong for San Francisco on Monday night. You know, losing Emmanuel Sanders, the nine drop passes, uh, of course, the tip passes that turned into interceptions, turnover on downs, um, just an unfortunate win. And they still, they were still just, just a, a you know one field goal away from from winning that game. So um, it took a lot to go wrong for them to lose that one. This is still a, a great defense one of the more intricate offenses good quarterback not great in jimmy but he can get to great he's just not there and um and yeah you know at the end of the day you know you give me a seattle san francisco matchup week 16 or in the playoffs i'm going to take the 49ers to readjust and come out there and, and put out a better showing um so 49ers they are down two spots because i had them at number one last week um but they're down uh, now to number three Number two, the Green Bay Packers' gutsy win over a playoff-caliber team uh, in Carolina. Of course, the complicated weather conditions as well, too. Made for just a beautiful game to watch. I I don't know if I am over-making how good I thought the game was or if it was just because of uh, the weather conditions, but um, I really enjoyed watching that game. Um, For the Packers... We we all know what you can do with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback in the passing game, but having a duo like Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones it just adds so much uh, to this offense. They can go run heavy, they can go pass heavy, they can mix it up, play action, develop some some interesting concepts in there too. And so they're very good on offense. Um, I think that as we continue to get there uh, through the you know the first season, and and um. You know, a guy like Matt LaFleur is slowly improving, and I think the do- the defense is extremely talented. Um, this was my preseason pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and I still feel pretty good about that. I got the Packers up three spots uh, to number two. And then number one, how how did I get here? It only took two weeks, or I guess it was, yeah, it was only one 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 week that I didn't have him here, but New England... You're up two spots, you're back in my number 1. You know, I I still think and I wrote about this, I still think that the the loss to Baltimore was, you know, a loss for now but a win for uh January. He's got 2 months to game plan on how to stop Lamar Jackson and that that just physical offense. Um now if the personnel is not there on defense, I'm a little worried I guess that they don't have enough size, so you know, it's not like you can just Play Baltimore in the reg in the regular season, you know, in week eight, and then go find the talented, physical guys up front to readjust for the playoffs. So if the talent is just isn't there, then there's really not going to be a ton to do. But um, Bill Belichick is is the only head coach I would trust to make that adjustment between now and January. And um, and yeah, I still think this Patriots team is the best in football. Cupcake schedule, sure. Uh, lost to Baltimore, sure. But, um, you know, offense looks it up sometimes, sure. But uh, I, I still think at the end of the day, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, it's tough to bet against. Uh, fun, fun game this weekend, uh, Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Super Bowl, what is that, 39 and 52 rematch, taking on the Eagles. I got them, uh, Patriots, at number one. And so there is my Week 10 Power Rankings. I'm trying to think if there's anything... You know, I, I feel like I'll get a lot of backlash, of course, about the Patriots being at number one again. I think I'll get backlash for having the Steelers at... <sighs> Steelers at 18? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get some shit for that one. Um, but mostly, probably just too high on the Patriots, too low on the Steelers. So, uh, I'm sure I'll have some fun conversations with you all in the next few days or so about this. Um, of course, if you want to add fuel to the... Uh, to the fire, or fuel to the flames. Um, head over to the to the article over at Stampede Blue and and just throw in the comment sections. The, those guys there are way more reckless than the ones that text me about my power ranking, So um, they are they're aggressive in the comment section. But uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for today's episode. Make sure to check out all the other episodes with quick hits. Make sure to listen to my other podcast, Reasonably Outrageous. Follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Follow the show on Instagram at quick hits wbp we'll be back tomorrow with some more nfl league-wide topics friday with gambling episode uh heading into uh week 11 of the nfl season and then a fun surprise coming up on sunday we got something in the works i'm gonna let someone take uh 50 bucks of my money a week and tell me where to spend it sunday morning so that'll be a fun one Make sure to check out all the content I keep putting out there. I really appreciate all the feedback. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review of the show. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't. Let's have a conversation and uh, let's keep enjoying this. Let's ride on through. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'm Blake Pace. You're listening to Quick Hits. I'll talk to you tomorrow.